This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week, he's the other host of the show, and he's ready to go on a shopping spree, Ryan Nelson. I couldn't have been the only one who also said, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen when I went to a video game, an <laughs> arcade right. for the yes. first time. <laughs> yes, I don't think you were the only one that's ever said that, because it was beautiful the first time you were going to an arcade, yeah. so we were right there with her. If you've been listening to the podcast since we started it back last year we appreciate it and we thank you for continuing to listen and making it as a part of your day if you're new to the show we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about the seventh episode of the last of us titled left behind on hbo and hbo max if you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter if you're signing up for as low as the $3 or as high as the $20. Whatever level you sign up for will get you the show ad-free on the Patreon app. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any thoughts, any feedback you would like to submit to us, we would love to hear that. And you can send it to us at our email address, mainattractionpod at gmail.com. And like I said, any way that you would like to interact with us, we would love to have you do so. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So this is the seventh episode of The Last of Us. We're slowly approaching the season finale. What did you think about this most recent episode? So I felt like this was Storm Reed's coming out party. Yeah. She's, uh, although she's been doing a lot looking at her IMDb. I, I, I know you watch Euphoria. Yeah, I've watched. Well, I've watched two episodes of Euphoria. I've not watched more than any of that. <laughs> she was Idris Elba's daughter on the Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, that's where I recognized her from. I couldn't, I couldn't exactly tell what I saw her from. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. But yeah, I thought she was phenomenal. Uh, just someone to really watch. They're really highlighting some people in these last few episodes, and right. this is another person to really watch. Yeah, she was she was really good. Uh, obviously, I mean, for the most part, this this episode is just two people on screen for the, pretty much the entire yeah. time. Uh, obviously, they're getting a little bit left. So, but uh, I thought it was good. I but I would say, well, let's just talk about this. What do you think about a flashback episode? I like them, but I felt like this came late in the season that right. we're losing momentum. Yeah, I, I, and that was my concern last week. Right. And that's kind of the issue I had with it as well. As good as this show has been for the first six episodes, it's been just you know checking all the boxes, hitting every possible mark that it possibly could to 
take it and just completely slow it down and yeah. i mean this one look the two actresses that are on screen are really good i've been mm -hmm. really impressed by my bella ramsey and obviously story storm reed is going to eventually be a star it may take yeah. her a little bit more time to get there but i think she's going to get there but this one and there was a good portion of this episode i was kind of bored i'll be perfectly honest with you i thought the first part was very boring when they got to the mall i thought it picked up yeah i thought it did too especially once they kind of get into a little bit of peril there at the end i was like okay i'm a little yeah. bit more engaged now once yeah. they get here but that getting like there was the, tough i thought the flashback could have been much shorter oh yeah it could have been yeah and part of me thinks i wish that what they would have done instead is like take this flashback and kind of intersperse it throughout the season that would have been better. I, think, I agree with you. Because uh, I think there's well, a way it, they could have done that. I'm also annoyed. We still don't know if Raleigh died. We assume she does. Yeah, we we assume that she does. But that's a, that's another that's another good point. I would assume that she does. They just don't want us to take us down that road of seeing. So we're going to get more flashbacks of somehow probably assuming watching her die and then uh, Ellie getting called. Well, I don't know. I see. I, based off of what we saw with the coming up next week thing, the the preview for next week's episode, it doesn't look like they're going to do that. Uh, yeah. it, it looks like they're but, just kind of abandoning it, which I know. can kind of see. Like I said, I don't know that they want us to relive the trauma, or they will even want to want Ellie to have to relive the trauma on the show of seeing her mm -hmm. best friend, her girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, watching her deteriorate into an infected zombie i don't know that that's what they yeah. want us to see so like i said and one one thing i will i'm a little critical of it doesn't look like you know I, i'm pretty certain based off of the fact that she finds the, the sewing kit and all that type of stuff that joel is going to be fine but we still got a ways to go till we get there based off of what we're seeing i know i mean he doesn't look good i mean you were right i gotta give you credit they did show him this episode because i was very upset that this is going to pull a walking <laughs> right. dead type where they didn't show him but i will say like the walking dead episodes i was complaining about this one really felt like it slowed down the momentum of the story yeah i i got very much the same feeling i thought it was a i thought it really slowed it down i thought it was it could have like i said i thought it could have been Everything they did in this episode could have been interspersed throughout the season and yeah. what they've done so far. And that way you don't have to lose that moment because our honestly, you know, put this earlier in or put this earlier in the season, swap this in episode three. Cause if you do this earlier, cause we're getting all this backstory on Ellie, which is great. And I'm, I'm glad that we're learning a little bit more about her here in episode seven, but mm -hmm. I think we could have learned all this stuff a little bit earlier on, and if you put this, like I said, if you swap this in episode yeah. three, I think you're, even yeah. though you're slowing it down, episode three is what with what it was and how good it was, it would I think would have kept the story going further. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Right. I think you could have, as much as we loved episode three, you could have switched this for episode three. Yeah, and maybe they maybe they didn't do that because, well, I mean, obviously this is when he gets injured, so they can't do that. But like I said, it's yeah, it's not a bad episode. Well, you could have had the flashback. Yeah, you could have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could have had the flashback earlier. So, so that, but like I said, I don't know. I know there's, I know they have. I'm sure it has something to do with the game as well. I'm sure there, that there's part of this that's in the game as well. But like I said, it's just it 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 just really for what's been a, such a great great show and it, look it's not going to change my overall opinion of the show so far right but uh, like i said i was hoping for more ah uh, now yeah. 
like I said, it's not a bad episode. It's not. It's it's just no, not. No. It's not up to the same level of what we've gotten from this show up until this point. So, like I said, it is a little bit of a drag to get this here towards the end of the of the first season. Well, so. And I, I think it wouldn't have been as boring had it, had it been earlier in the season. Yeah, I don't think so either because you're still trying to discover the world. You're still trying to discover these characters. Yeah. So if we had gotten that earlier in the season, I think it would have worked really well. A kid finding a mall for the first time is just delightful. It is. And that's let's go ahead and kind of get into it. So the, the premise of this week is Joel and Ellie are in serious trouble because when we left them last week, Joel had been stabbed in the basically in the abdominals, and he was bleeding out. Uh, he falls off the horse, and Ellie is freaking out because she doesn't know what's going to happen. They obviously get to some place where she's trying to treat him, and Joel is basically telling her, "Leave me. You've got to go. I'm I'm going to die." He's basically come to the he's come to the realization that. He his life is coming to an end and he wants her to keep going because she there's so much promise and so much good that she can do with the world if they can figure out a way to take uh, whatever it is that's inside of her and turn it into a to a vaccine turn it into a cure whatever you want to call it and she's struggling with this she doesn't want to go but as she's getting ready to leave it once he finally convinces her to go this is when we go to the flashback, and we see Ellie, who is running around in a circle in the gym. They're, they have Fedra trainee. She's wearing this jogging suit that says Fedra trainee, and she's listening to a Walkman. I, did you think it was interesting they went with a Walkman of all things? Uh, no, I, yeah, 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 because that would that was that must have been gone by then. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was the only thing that was left. Maybe, maybe that's all they could find because I was like, 2003, people would have had a discman. Now, discman sucked. Right, I'll right. be perfectly yeah, honest yeah, with you. Yeah, you couldn't run with one of those. No, you couldn't run with a discman, but uh, I, like I said, I, maybe just tapes held up there. I don't know. Like I said, I thought it was interesting yeah. that with a Walkman, but uh, she's up listening to her Walkman, and this girl comes up and like uh, knocks the headphones off her head, and they get into a fight. And she gets this talk from this guy named Captain Wong. Yeah, I was looking for. I don't see him on the IMDb page. I recognize page. that guy. I did and too. I, and I couldn't figure out what he's from. Yeah, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. So yeah, I couldn't figure out what so, he was from he's either. Not yeah, yeah. I was looking at the on the uh, IMDb page for this episode. And he's not listed for whatever reason. No. Uh, well, they have Ashley Johnson. I don't think she was in this at all. So. No, half these people that are listed on here aren't in the episode. Yeah, so I'm not really sure how they came up with this IMDb page, but you know what? What? Whatever. We'll, we'll roll with it. But. I thought it was an interesting way that they talk about Fedra and the Fireflies mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. Because Captain Long, when he's talking to her, he's trying to convince her to get on the right path. Because he sees a lot of potential and he sees a lot of promise in Ellie. Which, rightfully, he should. Because what she has demonstrated throughout the course of this episode is that she's very resourceful. She's very, she is very smart. I like the fact that he calls her, she's so smart, she's stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good line. But... They make this. He makes this point about, and this is kind of one of the things that this this show has kind of done a little bit throughout the course of the season. Yeah, Fedra's bad, but he says, you know, if we're not here, they're going to be killing and starving each other, and we kind of see. That's kind yeah. of what the reason why you know Saint, uh, Kansas City ends up going down the road that it does is because the people who over the fireflies or I guess they weren't fireflies, but whoever it was that yeah. Kathleen was leading, they take over. They kind of forget about the infected, and the infected ends up killing all of them. So right. it was an interesting dynamic. What you think about that? 
I thought that was definitely was interesting, and I like how Riley and and uh, Ellie keep talking about them. You know, talking about fascists and and that type right. of stuff. You know, comparing the two. So yeah, it was. But but I mean, he is right. If they're not there, you see what happens. Right, you see what happens, and like I said, and but the, you know, it's this whole give and take. I mean, this is kind of yeah. the 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 thing that really divides people in terms of their political you know how they mm-hmm. view politics because you know the more safety you want the more rights and civil liberties and things like that you have to give up yeah but if you want to get but if you want to have a whole lot of the rights and the the civil liberties you want to have all those things you know the don't tread on me type stuff if you want all that then that does come at a cost of personal safety so there's this oh, balance yeah. that you have to kind of that you have to kind of come to grips with and what happens in this society is basically you get the exact you get the extremes yeah. on both ends and none of that's going to work you get you got to kind of find some kind of middle ground so like i like the fact that they're they're not just painting fedra yes fedra is bad they're hanging people anybody mm-hmm. who crosses the line that's awful but they're also saying you know they there does come there something comes with that you are people are safe people are fed people aren't you know mm-hmm. killing each other in the street so there's a there's a lot of give and take and I like the fact that they're not just, you know, they're they're trying to at least show what these people, you know, they may be awful, but they're not purposely trying to be evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we 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 get this little discussion, and it looks like Ellie is kind of on board with being, you know, kind of fully on with Fedra. And this mm-hmm. is when we meet Riley. Storm Reed comes in later on that night, and he she ends up surprising. Ellie in bed, and that was a nice little scene where the two of them had this little reunion. Uh, But they decide to go ahead and go have a little a night out in the town. They have decide to have some fun, and this is where this is where I was struggling. And we kind of talked about this earlier when they're walking towards the mall and they're kind of just talking. I I was really disengaged in this part of the the episode. I, I, I was as well. I thought it took too long to get there. The only thing that was interesting was the guy who killed himself by drinking and pills. I was like, what a smart choice he made. (laughs) Yeah, in this in this society, you know, it kind of makes sense yeah. that that's the way you would go. So yeah, I'm like, I bet a lot of people did that as well. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And I was yeah. the entire time that she was like getting up in his face is like, oh, this know, thing's about to like, jump what up are at you him. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, though, he didn't. And the only thing that actually happens is the the guy's yeah. body falls through the floor when uh, the the floor gives way. So that was like I said, I, I was just waiting for something to happen, but ne- nothing ever did. And this is when they're walking and they're talking. Like I said, they're trying to establish the relationship that these two have and the closeness that is between them. And they are, and they're doing a good job of that. But like I said, it was just, it was a bit of a slog to get there. It was. Very. Uh, And that takes us into the mall. And, you know, it's really interesting. I hate malls, but, you know, the way that they do this, it just makes it look Mm -hmm. like this incredibly fascinating beautiful place what'd you think about the reveal of the mall i thought the same thing it makes me miss that type mall even though i hated it (laughs) i liked it when i was young but yeah as you get older they're just they're not that great anymore uh and they're they're not convenient at all no they're not uh but like but it sure did make it like your that child delight of seeing them all for the first time that would be something and what's great about this is these are teenagers, obviously, because Ellie yeah. in, this, in this show is supposed to be fourteen. I don't. I think Storm uh, Riley is supposed to be maybe a year or two older. If I'm, I'm yeah. just guessing on that, though. 
But it is interesting because, you know, back in, you know, when we were in the in the 90s, the early to mid 90s, you know, that's what you did as a teenager. You went to the oh, mall, yeah. you hung out, you you walked around, you, maybe you bought something, maybe you didn't buy something, but that's kind of what you did on, on the weekends. You went to the mall and you shopped. So th- it's kind of neat that they're putting them in that same environment. And as teenagers and just getting them that awe and that wonder, I thought that was a really nice little thing that they did with the two characters. Uh, also, it's interesting the way that Riley's explaining this as they're going. Well, let's, let's, before we get to that, just the way that Ellie was just fascinated by the escalator. Fantastic. I know, that was, that was fantastic. That was so good. And I love how Take On Me was playing while that was going yes, on. Yes, I know. That was great. That, yeah. that made that scene even, it was almost like a, a Ferris Bueller yeah, type it was. Yeah, yeah. I even thought about the, like that being like a Ferris Bueller type thing, but you're right. That yeah. that's kind of what it felt like. So, like I said, I love the fact that you know she was just completely in awe of the escalator and just having just a, a blast going up and down the escalator. I also found it interesting the way that Riley's mother explained the reason why some stores were had stuff yeah, and some stores didn't yeah. I, and you know you just kind of see what was important back during this time and obviously you know shoes would be important victoria's secret not so important yeah, yes the, the lingerie <laughs> section of victoria's secret not, not that important yeah not that important we don't we don't have a whole lot of need for that anymore uh so bath you know, and body works which i think they could have used they Maybe probably they could have go used. there yeah, yeah. And, you know i, I would have wanted some soap to be real honest with you if, yes yeah. i'm with you too i, I, I agree i would i would have found even if you know i would have found some body wash i would have found some reason to use yeah. it i would have i would have made use of bath and body Deodorant works would have been a good thing to grab yeah so like i said it's just interesting the way that all that kind of plays yeah. out the way that they show it and also that you get the first glimpse of you, you kind of have gotten this idea throughout the course of the episode that obviously ellie has some romantic feelings towards mm-hmm. towards storm but the first time you really kind of see it was when she's looking in that storm in that victoria's secret window she as she's looking at it she kind of starts fixing her hair because she wants to be more presentable i thought that was like i said that's the first real clue that she's actively showing it Mm -hmm. yeah and i thought that was really good uh all right let's see let's take a real quick break and then we'll talk about the arcade when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, before we talk about the arcade, I almost forgot about the the carousel. So we have the carousel. Yeah. You know, as carousel, I don't. Did, did your malls have carousels when you were growing up? I don't. Not like that. But no, no. When the one of the, the mall that I went to the most when I was a kid was the Hickory Ridge Mall. It's it's now not even open anymore. It is com- run completely down. But it had a really large, like two story carousel. It was just this really wow. cool. Yeah, it was this really cool ornate thing and. I rode it for the longest time, even up until my teens, because they had one of those little spinning things that you could like spin really, really fast in. So we always did that. Uh, But the carousel, it's just one of those things that is just a fascinating. Timeless. Yeah, it really is. It's timeless. It's a good way to put it. And I love the fact that they put these two kids on this. Because carousels are kind of a little romantic, a little bit, kind of. Yeah, and I like, uh, I don't know if you knew, they were playing the song Just Like Heaven by The Cure. 
I was not. I was aware. Eighty song, so it, it it fit the moment very well. Yeah, it it really did. And like I said, there's this kind of little bit of this romantic vibe going on there on the carousel. They're 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 looking at each other and they're having this discussion about, you know, everything that's happened and what's been taking place. And like I said, I just like the fact that they are kind of fostering this rela- this relationship but it's not just completely mm-hmm. overt you know th- i'm glad that didn't make it just completely you know these are two teenagers so we, you know i didn't yeah, want yeah. them going too far down with it but i thought they did a really good job of balancing that out i thought they did a very good job with that like you said it was not creepy it was not creepy that's the word i was looking for thank you i, w- I was like i'm trying to figure a word but yeah the creepy is the word i was looking for because there's sometimes uh, even outer banks a show i'm watching you know these are teens and they do some romantic stuff i'm like Ew. yeah <laughs> you know yeah i don't really want to know this about yeah, teenagers yeah. so much for the Although most part so they're actually like 30 but you know <laughs> still. they are uh but so after they get off the carousel they go to the photo booth they have this nice little moment about uh yeah. about inside the photo booth i was surprised they even got any kind of a picture out of it to be perfectly honest i with was it. too man I, I was shocked by that too but that was the the least accurate thing in this episode. Yeah, they did. They got. They took four pictures, and only one was actually kind of you could actually see. But uh, I'm also curious where she got the five dollars from. I guess, well, they kind well, of I'm assuming that. the change. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, but then that's when they take us to the arcade, and this is when she can hear as they're approaching. She can hear all the games going, and just that wonder and that awe that she yeah, had on yeah. her face. It was perfect because. You and I have been to arcades, you know, when it uh, brings you back to a time. It, it really does because arcades, like it was, it was a different time because my mom, yeah. when I was like 10 or 11 years old, she would, you know, when we went to the mall, she would drop us off at the arcade, give us like five mm-hmm. or $10 and she would go shop and she'd come back and pick us up like two hours later. I mean, that's, the, I mean, that right. was, I yeah. couldn't imagine doing that with like a nine or 10 year old today, but that was what we did back then. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. Definitely different times. Yeah, definitely different times. So they get in there, they start playing the games, and then they come across Mortal Kombat 2. And if you, it's one of these things that that if you don't catch it earlier, because she has a Mortal Kombat 2 poster in her room, mm-hmm. and yeah. so obviously this game means something to her, and when they actually get there, you can see just the awe in her eyes, like, wow, I'm finally getting to play this game. So, But if you don't catch that moment where she's looking at that Mortal Kombat 2 poster in her room, that may not quite... You may, you may not understand why exactly this is such a big deal to her, so it's good that they put that in there to sell yeah, this. Yeah. I thought it worked really yeah. well over there. I thought it worked really well too. Uh, but you know, they start playing the game, and it's obviously it's obvious that Storm has played not Storm Riley has played this quite a bit more, and she's got a little bit of, a little bit of practice in on her. But I will say this: when it came to Mortal Kombat two, I was just like Ellie. I was a button smasher. I couldn't do anything on that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so they get there, they play the game, and after they get done playing the game, this is when they go to was it spencer's that they went to was that spencer's or or hot topic or something yeah i they didn't show what it was i don't know it had to be something well they went to a halloween store yeah that's right it was the halloween store okay yeah maybe it was maybe this was like the forebears of of spirit yeah because this would have this would have been you know everything came to a close in at the end of september of uh, 2003 so this would have been close to halloween so it makes sense they were in a halloween store but they have this discussion about 
Uh, well, actually, no, this is actually before that. They, she reveals to her where she's been sleeping and where she's been staying. And that is when Ellie finds the pipe bombs. And yeah. this is when kind of the whole, this is when I really started to get truly back in, engaged into mm-hmm. it because there's now some tension between the two of them. Up until there's this stakes. point. Yeah, there's stakes. It's a good way of putting it. Because up until this point, it's just basically been two kids having fun, two kids having blast, right. which is nice, but it's not necessarily altogether that interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it took a while to get there. Right. So once they get there, there's some tension between the two of them because it, it becomes kind of apparent to Ellie that this is basically just kind of a recruiting trip at this point for her. Uh, so she's upset. She's mad. She storms off, but she comes back, and this is when she goes into the Halloween store and they have this discussion, and this is when when Riley reveals to her that this is her last night in Boston. She's getting ready to go to Atlanta uh, to go to the QZ there because Marlene, which we haven't heard from since the first episode, Marlene, and as Southerners, I, I'm frightened to see what we've done to QZ zones in the South. Good that's Lord. true. Because <laughs> that would that would be quite shocking, to say the least. So yes. uh, she's getting ready to go. I don't believe in your rules. <laughs> it's probably not far from that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's getting ready to go to the to the Atlantic QZ because this is where Marlene has sent her, and you know they kind of they kind of come to they start to kind of forgive each other, and this is when they have their first kiss. Uh, and they, they're both kind of not really sure exactly how to handle all this. And at this moment, you know, when everything's kind of going great for the two of them, that's when you hear, because they had previously shown an infected in the, in the yeah. mall. That's when you first hear this infected making its way to the two girls and the fight breaks out. And obviously we kind of knew that this was when she gets bitten. I just wasn't really sure if they were going to have Riley get bitten as well, but they do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a nice moment of their kiss, and then like you said, all all it all goes to hell. Nothing is normal in this life. Yeah, nothing is normal in this life, and especially in in this story that we have. So they, yeah. and this is when you know the way that the two of them handle it is completely different. You've got Ellie who is just breaking everything in the store; she's smashing everything, yeah. and you've got Riley who's just kind of sitting there quietly and just kind of resigned to it. And one of the things that they said at the end, if you are watching this on HBO Max, they talk about this in the uh, thing that you, if you stick around for, is the reason that Riley's just kind of calm and not just just freaking out about this is because she has experienced loss, and this is not something that is. This is the first time that Ellie is experiencing this, so she doesn't know how to handle it, and this is how she's lashing out. This is how she is, and it just shows the way that when you don't yeah. have that experience, how you were prepared for it and what in the way that you process it it just showed the difference between the two of them yeah that was i, I like how they explained that because that really made that even that even more impactful to, to think about that scene yeah it really did and i was kind of like you yeah, i didn't know how they were going to handle this i didn't know if we were going to watch obviously ellie is not going to turn into an infected zombie because we've we see her now yeah. obviously but i wasn't really sure how they were going to handle this with with riley because riley explains you know we've basically got two options we can kill ourselves quick and easy or we can just hang on till the very end and they decide to hang on now what does that mean for riley well we don't know like i said we talked about this earlier does it mean we're going to get another flashback where we see her turn into a zombie and we see that ellie has to kill her you know what does all that mean i don't know and i don't know that i don't know that we're going to get 
get that. We might, we might not. I, I'm really curious to see if we're if this is it. I kind of think so. What do you think? What do you think? I don't know, man. I mean, it, it feels like we should get some closure to this, but it kind of feels like we're not going to. I, I, I'm really conflicted on what what they're going to do. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I, I could see them going. Because also, way. we have to we have to see how Ellie gets found. And they figure out that she's not infected. Yeah, unless they're just not going to give us that. I mean, that's because obviously, yeah. well, that's we, true. I mean, because we know that that eventually happened, and yeah, yeah. So I mean, they could just basically say, you know, this was they've introduced, they've given us all our backstory, and they may not go back to it. Yeah, and they may not. I don't like that. I don't know. That's it's kind of one of the things I'm really curious about, and one of the things yeah. that you know. Ending this episode the way that they do, I do have some questions about that. Well, let's be honest. Uh, We know we're getting two seasons. I heard something last week that they're really talking about a third season. So we may be seeing this again. Yeah, they could they could come down. You're right. They could come down and do this later in the second season, possibly even into the third season. Now that they've said they're going to do a third season, Uh, which I'll be interested to see how they they handle that. So, yeah, me too. But so this is kind of where it ends. This is when, as she is in the past, as she is like breaking everything and destroying everything. In the present, she is desperately searching for something to help Joel. And that's what she's doing in this house. She eventually comes across a sewing kit. She stitches him up. And while she is stitching him up, you know, it looks very, very painful because there's, there's, there's nothing. His wound looks bad. Yeah, it does. And this is kind of where, where we're ending the episode is, and it, what it does is it, it makes you, it makes you understand that, Joel's probably going to be okay. He's still not there yet, but he's probably going to be okay at least for the next, at least until the end of this season. Now, who knows if he's going to make it out of the end of the season or not? Uh, that's what I'm, wor- I'm worried about. But, but at least, like I said, it gives you at least a little bit of an optimistic feeling that he's going to be better at some point. I don't know that he's going to be completely better. You're more of an optimist than I am. I am. I don't feel that way at all. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it looks, I I think he's going to get to the end of the season. I don't know if he's going to survive it. Yeah, I do think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, like I said, I I can't say that he's going to survive at the end of the season, but I think he's going to at least get there because it looks like Ellie's still going to be on her own in episode eight for the most part, at least for a portion of this, because it looks like those same people who were attacking them at the university, it looks like they're back for more here at the, in, in episode eight. So, like I said, it's a good episode, it, but it was. I don't like the placement of it. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like slowing everything down because everything has been. Mm-hmm. It has been such a good show, and it has been building and building, and building, and it felt like it took a little bit of a step back. But I agree. But not so much that like it is affecting my my overall viewing of it. Uh, I'll be interested to see how. I think it's going to be. I'm and looking forward though to seeing Ellie next week. Basically, you know, kind of being on her own and having to defend herself mm-hmm. and showing what she has learned in all this time and just what she has and how she's going to be defending Joel. I am looking forward to that. I will say that. I am too. Yeah, because these look like uh, these are quite a foe coming her way. She's got to be ready. Yeah, she she will definitely have to be ready, and I'll be interested to see what they how they go about doing this because it looks like she's going to have quite a fight on her hands. And yeah. It, it looks like it's going to be. A, a, it looks like it's going to get back to what we're accustomed to with this show in yeah. episode eight. So definitely one that I'm looking forward to. Now I was going to mention this. You've already mentioned it, so let's kind of talk about this a little bit before we get into our awards. I heard the same thing that basically they are shooting for three seasons of this. My, I heard the original plan when they made this show was first season would be 
the first game. Second season would be the second game. Third season, any idea? Like, maybe like what might come in the third game with that? Because there is, there's only that's two what games. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That they'll be taking their own creative liberties with what they think a third game would would be. And I guess that makes sense. They could easily do that. This is it does make me wonder though if we're going to end up with a Game of Thrones type situation because that finished. You know that the the last book was not written that they were supposed to be basing that on. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's still not. Written, it's still George. not written. What are you doing? Uh, but I guess the one thing that does make me a little bit less concerned about that is one of the guys who actually created the game is one of the showrunners for this show. So I That's think. Good. That's so good. I think they would be able to kind of figure that Wasn't out. Wasn't the second game not as popular that's my understanding i like I said neither yeah. of us have played it but my understanding the second game wasn't quite as popular as the first game so it still did really well but i just don't think it it wasn't I nearly bet, as I, i'm gonna make a prediction there's a third game soon no it wouldn't surprise me if they they do because there's too much money especially now because yeah. i'm sure that sales of the original two have picked up quite a bit have to have to <laughs> So, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they end up going back and making a third game, uh, especially now that there's so much so much media attention and so much mm-hmm. praise being lavished upon this show. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they've picked up sales. All right. Uh, anything else we need to talk about before we get to awards? I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. Let's do some weekly awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, every week when we are covering a season of a show in the middle of the season, we like to do three weekly awards. Up first, we have the Tyrion Lannister, which is the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP? I'm going with Storm Raiders Rally. I, I thought she was really good. This most likely would be her last episode. Right. And she was very impactful. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and do a code because there's only two people really in this. Yeah. So yeah. let's just let's just give it to both Ella, uh, Ella and uh, Storm Raiders. Bella showed she can handle her own episode. Yeah, I thought that was really important for her. I, yeah, oh, yeah. For this, like I said, not a huge fan of this particular episode, but I think it's very important for for Bella Ramsey and her character Ellie to be able to show that mm-hmm. she can handle and she can kind of carry this show as well as Pedro Pascal can. So I thought that was a really important thing for her yeah. to be able to do. I agree. Uh, the Agatha all along, the best scene of the week, what'd you go with? You know, it's hard, really hard to pick one this week. I'm just going to go with the whole moss. Yeah. The whole mall scene. Yeah, because, I mean, it's that's it's it's really more than one scene, but, I mean, that's really where the yeah. this was. That was where you really get reinterested into this story because yeah. up until then, it, and it all blends together. So, like I said, I'm, I'm yeah. with you on that. So, uh, the If You Come with the King, You Best Not Miss, what are you going with for your best line of the week? It's got to be Ellie looking at the arcade and saying, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I thought it was, too. I thought that was the best line. There was there were a couple of good ones. I didn't. There weren't yeah. quite as many standouts in this week as we had in previous ones, but I thought uh, there were a couple ones, and that was kind of the one I had as well. So, All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is a Game of Thrones. Beneath the Game of Thrones is a loss. Middle of the Road for us is a Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. We have both been at Game of Thrones. Are you staying there? Are you coming down? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm staying at Game of Thrones. I will say this episode gave me... I hope we don't... This is more like a loss 
but uh, overall, it's still a Game of Thrones. I'm yeah. really enjoying the show. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think it's this episode is isn't quite up to what the previous episodes have been, but overall, it's still. I mean, it's yeah. still overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, a Game of Thrones is still one of the best things going. And hey, they, they made two girls, two teenage girls at a mall. It, very interesting. So props to the uh, creators, <laughs> writers, and actors. That's right. So they they did a good job there. So. All right, before we head off for uh, this episode, we do want to give our listeners some recommendations for things that we've been watching. Any recommendations you have this week? Yeah, I got two. Uh, Outer Banks season uh, three is out. I have watched nearly all of them. Have you really? Uh, Yeah, it is as fun as the other ones. Uh, I will say, over time, sometimes I do tend to agree with the parents of the show who are made (laughs) to look like the villains. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, you know, they make good points. They make but good points, <laughs> but it's still, it's still a lot of fun. So I, I, I kick. You know, there's no reason. Don't look into the plots. Don't think about the plots. Right. Don't analyze them. Just enjoy yourself. So yeah. season, it's it's still good, and we're getting a season four. So yeah, I haven't, right. I haven't had a chance to watch it, and I'll talk about that in a second. So but keep going. Uh, my last is. I actually went to uh, a concert this weekend. I saw the Avid Brothers, and they have a fantastic documentary on HBO Max called May It Last, okay. and it's actually directed by Judd Apatow. Oh, is it really? Yeah, and it's about these, they're a famous band of brothers from North Carolina, and shockingly, they get along. Oh, really? <laughs> so a lot of the, uh, the a lot of the documentaries how these brothers get along and they make it work. And Rick Rubin, who is a just a very interesting producer, he's their music producer, so right. he's involved in the documentary a good bit, okay. and it's about them making an album. So it's called May It Last. It's on HBO Max. Uh, fantastic. The Avid Brothers, also one of the best bands you can see live. And the documentary is directed by Judd Apatow, so worth the watch. Okay. All right, I've got three, two that I'm recommending, one that I am not recommending. So let's do the two that I am recommending first. Up first on Apple TV Plus, uh, it's the movie Sharper. I don't know if you've heard about this. Uh, Is this the one Julian Moore? Yeah, that's Julian Moore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Julian Moore, uh, Winter Soldier, what's his name? Uh, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Uh, there's one other guy. Oh, um, he was in Thirty Rock. Uh, not Thirty Rock. Uh, Third Rock from the Sun. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. He's oh, in yeah. it as well. And there's two other people I'm not as familiar with, but it's a really. It's I can't really go into what it's about, but without giving it away. But it's a really, really solid film. It has a very Steven Soderbergh feel to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been planning on watching it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I watched it on Monday uh, when we were off for the holiday, so I watched it and I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, loved it. It's got a really interesting premise. It, it, it kind of twists and turns around on itself quite a bit, and I thought it was just really, really good. So that's sharper on Apple TV Plus. If you have that, I would highly recommend you watching it. My other one is one that you've talked about quite a bit. I went ahead and dove into you this week. I am on episode seven of the third season. That's the reason why. Oh, I wow. Watched. You have flown through it. Yeah, that's the reason I haven't watched any of Outer Banks yet because I've been watching this. And it's, that's just, it's, that show has such a weird dynamic to it because it you're like, am I really supposed to be like, 
cheering for this guy? <laughs> am I really I know, am man. I really supposed to like want this guy to succeed because he's he's yeah. really bad? And then I will give them a ton of credit because I assumed once the first season came to an end, and I went into the second and third season. I assumed that it was basically going to be the same show, just with different people. And it's not. It is not no. the same show at all. No, so. they surprise you. And shout out Penn Badgley. He is really good at this, uh, at, the, at the, the main character. Yes, he is. And his narration is just, that's really one of the main things. That it makes is. It so great. Like, because, like, whenever they're doing dialogue, I'm like, okay, that's fine. A dialogue's great, but I really want to get back to to, to, to Joe narrating. Yeah, his, Joe, yeah. I want his inner monologue going, so please let me get that back. But, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested, as I'm getting through the end of, of season three, I'm really interested to see what they do here at the end, because I, I don't know how it ends, but I, I can tell based off of just what I've seen from, like, commercials or, like, posters for the season four, it looks like. He has moved again, so I'm interested to see yes, what what happens to get him to to make him have to move again. So, like I said, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, my third one, the thing I'm not recommending uh, on Paramount Plus this week, the movie Babylon came to Paramount Plus. Oh, you've watched? I have not watched it yet. Ah, uh, here's the thing. It is Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie are fantastic in it. They are. Absolutely fantastic. They are tremendous. They are putting on great performances. The rest of the film around it is the most incoherent mess of a film I have ever seen before in my entire life. It is a three hour and nine minute movie, and I only made it through an hour and a half. I was when I got through wow. I, like I was half I was halfway through and I was like how much more time do I have left? And I hit pause like, oh my gosh, I'm only halfway done. I, I, just, I just couldn't do it. It, it. Look, it is... I understand why some people like it because it is just kind of like excess and grandiose yeah. and and it is like just it is just going all out on all that but it is just so chaotic and so over the top from the moment it starts until the moment i was till the moment i had to turn it off i was like i, I just can't do it anymore like i said i kind of get why some people like it but I, my goodness I yeah, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out or, or attempt to check it out yeah i mean it's directed by damien chazelle the guy who did la la land and whiplash two incredible movies and uh first man that that was really good. Uh, I never Ron, saw that one. Was it Ron Gosling? I think yeah, so. Yeah, where he's Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's just, uh, it, it is so chaotic. And, and like I said, I mean, I know what they're trying to do because they're trying to, like, it's basically a, a film about, you know, kind of like, of uh, what Hollywood has been like throughout the course of the years, and like I said, it, it's just so chaotic, and I just well, could not watch it. People either absolutely despise a movie like you, or they love it. So it's a very there's no people in between. Yes, and let me tell you, if you tell the people who love it that you don't like it, they get mad. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet. <laughs> have you met so someone who liked it? Yeah, I have. I've, and they're like, I don't oh, see how you can't like. It. I don't understand it. This, it's a great filming. Okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, if yeah. you love it, more power to you because I just can, I just can do it. Like I said, Brad Pitt, fantastic. Margot Robbie's really yeah. good. I mean, this it's the type of performance I love from Brad Pitt where he is just like I'm trying to think of the role that he, it reminds me of. Uh, it reminds his role reminds me of Inglorious Bastards, the way that he was kind of doing okay. that character. Which, like I yeah. said, as great as those two performances are, they still cannot salvage it for me. I, I just had to right. give up on it. So, uh, like I said, if if you love it, more power to you. I hope I did not offend you. If you're one of those listening and you love that film, but I just could not take it. So, 
All right. Uh, I guess that kind of wraps us up for this week. Anything else you want to add before we go? I uh, appreciate every jo- everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>